Hills Classic Rock. It's 552 in Judas Priest with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Uh, maybe. Maybe. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. His tributes have been pouring in after the Godfather director makes a huge announcement. Um... One of the greatest surprises in life is when you realize you're elderly. He knows um, he knows he's getting old. Did that just like sneak up on him, or uh, well, or he's what? he's been having some troubles. So you know, you, you start losing your you, you start losing your focus. You start losing the you know. He's gonna retire. He's basically just not gonna make any more films. But what when was, was the last time he made a film? I don't remember. Wasn't this the was this the guy with the with the kid though? Isn't this the or is it, or am I thinking of Roman Polanski? I'm oh, that's of, Roman Polanski. Yeah, Francis you know, Ford, Ford Coppola, Coppola did like the the Godfather, Apocalypse Now. Okay, yeah, some pretty heavy hitting movies. All right, because I was gonna say, why are we giving sympathy to this guy when he's wanted no, for no, sex no. crimes? And it, but, that's that's Roman Polanski. You know, I can't keep up with all these directors. No, There's I know too many of them. There's I know. just way too many of them. So anyway, he's uh, he's out. He's out. That's too bad. Uh, Logan Paul says he walked out on Oppenheimer because, uh, quote, nothing happened. He added, quote, everyone's just talking. It's an hour and a half, 90 minutes of talking. Just talking, talking. Is anyone really all that concerned about the film critique of Logan Paul? Well, he's a popular YouTuber. And yeah, but a- he's, uh, you know, Roger Ebert, he's not. He's not even a Gene Siskel. Well, actually, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, in that in that um, that article that I sent you is about people talking during the movies and using their phones. And uh-huh. I bet you a guy like Logan Paul probably uses his phone during the movie. Could be. Well, but nevertheless, man, you're watching a movie. What do you? I mean, sometimes movies are just about the dialogue, and that's okay. It, not every not every movie is going to please Logan Paul. Well, I guess if it doesn't uh, have animation to it, Logan Paul doesn't really have any interest in it. I guess not. Charles Martinet, who's been the voice of Mario since the Super Mario 64 game in 1996, is retiring. He will now travel the world sharing the joy of Mario as the new Mario ambassador. Is it Mario or Mario? Mario. Yeah. <sighs> Again, it's... How do you get that gig? Mario ambassador. Well, you obviously have to be the uh, the voice of Mario for a big game like the, the, the Nintendo 64 system. Uh, let's see. Ken Jennings is replacing is replacing Mayim Bialik as the season two host of Celebrity Jeopardy. Mayim can't do it because of the actors and writers strikes. The show hmm. premieres September 27th on ABC. What? Don't they have writers for that show, too? So, yeah, well, that's a good question. You see, someone's got to write the questions. You would have to think that the strike would have to be over in order for them to even produce a, a live, brand new live show, or, you know, first-run episodes. I mean, is, uh, is Canon uh, Mayim writing their own answers to the questions? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think Ken's a scab. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Watch you know, watch him cross that picket line. Didn't I just say to you yesterday we don't do enough uh, stories about Slayer? We don't. Slayer is now selling a branding iron. It's supposed to be for mm. meat, but I can kind of see Slayer fans using that on themselves. Or on people on the tour bus. It's only or 70, backstage. It's only $75. Seems like a good investment, actually. What what appeal is that? To brand somebody? Hey, uh, guys, come on over. I'm making, uh, I'm making cube steaks on the grill tonight, and I'm going to brand it with my new $75 Slayer brander. You know, you bring up a very good point. Like, if you were going to make burgers on the grill, yeah. would you need to brand anything if you're going to put it on a bun so no one can see it? Right. I, I mean, maybe for presentation, but still, why Slayer? I don't like to abuse my meat in any way. Yeah. I would get, like, a like an Autumn Mist Farm uh, 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 brand that says, you can't beat this meat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah? yeah. Put that right on the side of a steak. But it doesn't help the steak. I'm all set with it. Yeah, I, I don't know why anybody would want that. Corey Taylor says Slipknot's weirdest fan gift was a real cow heart in a Valentine's box that smelled awful. What? He goes, uh, somebody <laughs> tried to take a bite of it and then immediately threw up. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen and been around. <laughs> you mean someone like on the on, the, on the, like the crew or the band? Well, he decided to chew on it. You know, that's like uh, that's like uh, I know a guy who likes pregnant chicks. He said somebody. He, yeah, he probably he did him. it. Yeah. Uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things got massive brownie points by calling in favors to take his stepdaughter to a Taylor Swift show. He says it's easier to get courtside tickets to see the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. He's, He's probably right. He is right. You know, I saw something on, uh, I think it was Barstool Sports yesterday, about Taylor being down in New Jersey. Yeah. Did you see this video where the guy's like complaining about... He's talking about how Long Beach Island in New Jersey is like, oh, this is a great place with the, you know, the Ferris wheel and all that stuff that you got going on there. Right. And these kids who are screaming, you know, I can't believe these people are behaving this way and screaming out her name as she walked out of a restaurant. And I'm like, because most of her fans are under the age of 15. <laughs> like, yeah, why, why is this grown man at the show? I mean, I realize he's bringing a kid. but Yeah, and he's like, Taylor hates those fans. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Taylor loves those fans, especially when their parents are shelling out 800 bucks a ticket. Yeah. Taylor's seeing dollar signs. She hates that. She likes everybody who's going who's gonna to buy a ticket. Uh, let's see. Oliver Anthony's Rich Men North of Richmond has debuted at number one on uh, Hot 100, Billboard's Hot 100. He's the first artist to have their first single enter at number one without any previous history on the charts. That's weird. I've never even heard that song, though. No, I haven't either. No. And uh, let's see. Kim Kardashian uh, failed the bar again. No, no kidding. Uh, Just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I the bar was when Ray J accidentally missed the hairy axe wound and slipped into the Aladdin's haggis in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I knew he had a lantern. I didn't know he was a big deal in the haggis. Oh, he loves the haggis. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin? Well, I never got that down dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her one right up the mud cutter. A prairie dog, the leaky starfish. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had her playing shart stop for the Pucker Browns. <laughs> you ever see a game like that? I believe it's in Mudville. 
<laughs> we should get some seats by the glass. Yeah. Uh, is it Mudville or Browntown, Pucker <laughs> Browns? I can't remember. On that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. American Freight Summer Blowout is going on now. Huge sa- And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a model employee of this company, I try to live by the rules that have been included in our annually updated employee handbook. I don't steal many supplies from the uh, supply closet. I haven't tried drinking on the job in at least 10 months. And I always try to keep proprietary company information out of the greasy little hands of our bloodthirsty competition. However, not every employee in the world feels this sort of loyalty. Some people are all too quick to flip on their employer like a cheese omelet and drop a mother load of sensitive company information for the right price. For example, yesterday the New York Knicks filed a lawsuit against the Toronto Raptors, members of the organization, and a former Knicks employee after it was discovered that he had shared classified company information with a divisional rival. According to reports, Ichukwu Azatam, who had worked for the Knicks organization for the last three years, I'm choosing to call him Chuck, in this lawsuit, Chuck has worked as an assistant video coordinator, provided the Raptors with thousands of documents, including play frequency reports, scouting video, a playbook, oppositional research, and much more. By doing so, Chuck has been in violation of the Knicks' confidentiality provisions, the result of which has allowed the Raptors to unfairly benefit from this information during last season. The Knicks are also alleging that the Raptors knowingly encouraged Chuck to illegally obtain this information, and last month, Chuck informed the Knicks that he accepted a new position with the Raptors. Weeks later, the Knicks discovered the transfer of this proprietary information, which could be the subject of both criminal and civil charges. Folks, this is a terrible situation, one that violates the very trust that exists between an, an organization and its employees to share more than 3,000 documents with a competitor in exchange for further employment opportunities is a despicable act of disloyalty and a brazen flaunting of company policy. And as such, it should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Having said that, are there any potential employers looking to get their hands in a couple of Rock 102 t-shirts or tickets to this weekend's Covington Fair? You know, in exchange for certain considerations, I'm all ears and willing to negotiate a price, if you know what I'm talking about. But hey, and if I'm all yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Craftsman Allen Wrench Set, 7 bucks. A Stanley 25-foot tape measure, 7 bucks. It's a 7 buck tool sale going on right now at Rocky's. Stanley, Irwin, Craftsman Hand Tools, 7 bucks. Get to Rocky's Ace Hardware and up your tan cool game now. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 in Whitesnake with Baxton Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. A uh, thrilling round of Am I the A-Hole coming up a little bit later on this morning, so you don't want to miss any of that. I don't know if you'd say thrilling. It's, it's just always a round a of it. No, it's always a thrill to be talking about who's an A-Hole. Um... Anyway, do you have a do you have an iPhone? You have an iPhone, right? I do. Obviously, and what version is that? It is a uh, an old fashioned iPhone XS. Ooh, ooh, look at you still with the uh, thing. How's your battery life on that? Ooh, thing? somewhere between awful and crummy. 
Do you have the the battery health meter? Did you have you looked at that to see what the uh, battery health yeah, is? You I, go into settings and then you go into battery. Yeah, then, yeah, it's it says here, and I'm not buying it because I think it's a load of crap. That I'm uh, my maximum capacity is eighty five percent. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's understandable for a phone that's probably what five or six years old now. Probably. Yeah. My phone I got two years ago. This is a an iPhone thirteen. I haven't really, I've had actually pretty good luck with the battery, but I'm reading this article yesterday. If you're one of the seemingly many iPhone 14 owners who has experienced faster than normal battery health degradation, Apple's serialization of the handset means incorrectly replacing the power pack could disable the battery health meter in iOS. I had my suspicions. Yeah. To quickly recap, some iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Pro users reported that their battery health had dropped significantly after less than a year of use. That chorus included tech reporters, reviewers, and many people across social media. Tech reviewer Lon Seedman said that the iPhone 14 Pro is losing between 1% and 2% every two weeks. Really? Yeah, for their ma- the max capacity of the battery, with its current uh, with it, with it currently sitting on eighty eight percent, several iPhone thirteen owners uh, on Reddit have claimed that they have similar or higher battery percentage after almost two years of om- ownership, and that's like what I said here. I'm only I'm at like eighty nine percent, which I think is pretty good after two years for charging over and over yeah, and over. Again. But you know, like with with 85% unless I've got yeah. the you know the 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 power saver yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, I I can lose the whole phone in about an hour. Which to me is a, that that, that is I, I that is uh, that is that will not do. Well, Apple says this level of degradation is normal and it won't replace your battery under warranty if capacity is over 80%. But if they control the health meter, then they can tell you that it's over 80% whether or not it is over 80%. Or they can t- or it, maybe it never goes below 80 80 never maybe it never goes below 80%. So they don't have to replace it. That's yeah, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. If you don't want to switch out the battery on your iPhone 14, then you will have to pay Apple $99. The other option is to pay a third party, but this comes with an additional risk because of Apple's policy of serialization. They're putting serial numbers on the battery to match up whatever the phone is that you bought. Okay. So if you put in a, a, a battery from like a, like if you bring it to one of these iFixit places and the guy puts a battery in it for you, right? it's going to ruin the health meter and possibly make uh, the phone inoperable. Yeah. And you... I, how is that not a monopoly, a monopolization of well, a product? Well, it's, it's not because you could always choose to buy something other than an iPhone. You, there's always another option. It's not like you could only get an iPhone. You can get an Android or, you know, whatever. No, but when you say you can only get the battery for you can only get the parts from us well any i mean you can make the the the, uh, the argument well, how come uh, colonel sanders has that that recipe's a secret how come that's been a secret for so long? It's proprietary information. Same thing with Apple. Same the reason why nobody knows what's actually in Coca-Cola. Well, it's only a few people in the world know it. Well, how did it work with, like, vehicles? Like, I can go buy a part. Like, I replaced my uh, air conditioner fan myself a few weeks ago in, in, my, in my car. Right. I didn't buy a certified Toyota part. I bought the secondhand oh, whatever boy. thing. You what? in trouble now. The whole car is going to start falling apart now because you to try to go on the on the cheap end with the parts. Well, it could it could, but whatever. I mean, you know, I it's cost saving thing. I mean, it was it, well. It's a, if you re- remember a couple of years ago, 
uh, th- we had a vote in Massachusetts about yeah. proprietary information with cars. Yeah. So, like, car dealers, uh, you know, car manufacturers had to share the computer diagnostic information for other mechanics. That way you can go to your local mechanic as opposed to always having to bring it to the dealer. Right. And you know what a ripoff that can be sometimes. Ah, oh, you're just throwing your money away. Exactly. dealership. Absolutely. So, I mean, they had to modify that proprietary information so that everybody who needed access to it could use it. Well, plus but, it but, keeps people employed, too. You're talking about mechanics who rely on business, and if they don't have the tools necessary to fix a vehicle, uh, then you know what 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 good right. is your career then my my problem with the with apple is that if you're not using apple products apple cables or you know charging cords or whatever they die quickly they don't last but if you want to buy an apple cord you know i, I bought an apple uh charging cord uh like a couple of weeks ago because mm-hmm. mine was like uh was fraying at the <laughs> end and no longer charging yeah uh <laughs> they uh, they wanted thirty five bucks for a cord. Yeah, this is from Apple. From right? Apple to buy it, you know, directly from the company. I'm glad you brought that up because I went to, I think it was BJ's. That means two things. Uh, and I went to BJ's and they had this three pack of these ten foot cords. Right, six or ten foot. I don't know what it was. They were pretty long cords, and they were lightning cables for for the iPhone. Well, they only worked for about a week. Yeah, and then Apple recognizes, "Hey, you didn't buy this from us. Sorry, yeah, this doesn't work. We don't recognize this device." Yeah. So the other, you know, and then there's this other thing where they're they're trying to. Um, I know Europe has forced Apple to start making everything USB C charging, so every phone has the same charger. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that here. Not, I th- I no, think- not unless they're absolutely required to do so because they've got the they've got the market cornered for charging iPhones. Yeah. Well, if you use the unofficial battery known as the aftermarket part, certain features may not work correctly. That may be the case even if you repurpose a genuine battery from another iPhone 14. So you can't even take like an old one. It has to be the serial like they have to certify it in order for it to work in your phone. Right. Did um, you did you read about like the uh, the uh, the the iPhone 15? So the iPhone 15 yeah. was supposed to be out this fall. It's going to be delayed for a little bit, but uh, there are some rumors out there that the next iPhone will switch from Apple's Lightning charger port to the more widespread USB uh, C, and at least some models will support faster charging speeds. So much so that they're saying that this could be a complete game changer as far as the speed in which you can charge your phone. But I am going to assume that if you're not using the Apple charger that they're going to charge you $40, $50 for, it's not going to change the speed at all. But if you buy their cords, then they say you could could, uh, fire up a phone to 50% in about a half hour, which is pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. bad. Not too bad. Um, but you got to believe they're going to, you know, it's going to be an arm and a leg to one replace the charger, which won't last very long anyway, because the ends always fray and, uh, and, and, you know, all these other companies that are trying to sell you a charger, it's, it's just going to continue to be junk. It's, but that's what I'm talking about. Like the monopolization of something like, 
I get what you're saying that it's really not because you have other choices to buy something else. But when you push everything and integrate all of these things to work together, right? You know, the phone, the MacBook, the you know, all these yeah, things. But what I'm saying is, there's yeah. millions of products and millions of companies that do the same exact thing. It's just that it's more aggravating because we are now so reliant on the phone as opposed to all the other things that have the same business practice. You know, you know what I hate? What? When somebody texts me and it comes up as a green bubble. Yeah. Oh, God. Like that oh. at all. Yeah, you, I, I feel like I'm an Apple snob. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't like you and your little, your little Samsung. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, you're an Android user, oh, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you join the rest of the free world and get an iPhone? Everybody wants something made by some kid sitting in a factory over in Malaysia, right? Listen, I didn't. I didn't support the cobalt mining for yeah. child labor yeah. for me to not enjoy my phone. Listen, I, I these these people worked hard for my pleasure. <laughs> I want that. Sure, thousands of people die in those cobalt yeah. mo- mines yeah. every year, but at least my phone charges quickly. It's six twenty three on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock at six twenty nine at Temple of the Dog with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of seventy nine. Tomorrow sunny with a high of seventy seven. It's sixty right now in downtown Springfield. Would you like to laugh? Um, sh- I guess. Are you sure? Well, I don't have to. You don't have to. We can just. You know, nah, that's fine. Get right, right ahead. Yeah. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I have you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. All right, so there's this fertility doctor, right? Okay. And he tells this 90-year-old patient that uh, I'm going to need a sample from you. Okay? A sample? Yeah. So, and, he, and he gives him this jar, and he says, here, uh, bring, fill this up and bring it back tomorrow, right? So the old man goes home, and then he comes back the next day, and the jar is exactly the same way that the doctor gave it to him. Right? Okay. And the doctor says, did you have a little trouble? And the old man goes, well, when I got home, I, I tried, you know, I, first uh, with the right hand, and then uh, with the left hand, and then nothing. So then I uh, had my wife, uh, she come in, she's a little bit younger, she's about 85, she come in, she starts using her right hand and her left hand, even used her mouth at one point, right? <laughs> she couldn't get it done. She And then we call our neighbor over, because she helps out every once in a while. Right. So she's got her left hand, her right hand, even using her armpit, and nothing, and the doctor goes, whoa, 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 you had your neighbor help you with this? And he goes... Yep, and not one of us could get that damn jar open. Ah, you get it? <laughs> I think the doctor right. thought I'm something, something else. else. I yeah. Was something else yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 634. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Burt's Pit Road in Northampton was closed last night after a single car crash. According to Northampton Fire Rescue, the single vehicle crash caused minor injuries. As National Grid worked to replace the utility pole, Burt's Pit Rose, uh, Road was closed for an extended period of time. But we don't know when that reopened. 
No, that would that would require some sort of follow up. North and uh, Hampton Fire Rescue uh, advised uh, seeking alternative routes, and uh, you know they say they're going to update you, but uh, I find that well, to I mean, be... you don't need alternative routes forever. It'd be nice to know when things have reopened. Uh, yeah, I would like to know. Westfield police are seeking the public's help for information regarding vandalism reported at Munger Hill Elementary School this weekend. According to the police department, between 7 p.m. Sunday night and 7 a.m. Monday morning, someone stole a skid steer and used it to topple multiple trees, tear up the school field, and damage the parking lot. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Westfield police. They really did a number on this uh, this thing. What was it again? A, a skid steer, like one of those, uh, like a tractor type uh, oh, thing. Oh, okay, where they, okay. You know, they got, you know, and then they... Went on a joyride. I mean, we, when you say skid steer, I, I feel like that's like a, like an incontinent um, cow. You know what I mean? That's like a. That, that's what when I hear you know skid steer, I got yeah. I get something different in my mind. Like a cow who has a dirty underwear problem. Yeah, right. Like there's some sort of yeah. uh, you know control issue. No, no, no. It's not. I don't have a problem. The cow is like, I don't have a problem. I I just I like, I like the way I listen to Skid Row. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like a like like a cow is gonna be able to take his hoofs and lift the needle on the turntable. You know, like Slayer has the brand in uh, in Hollywood trash. We were talking oh, about yeah. maybe Skid Row has a brand for this cow. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, absolutely. What is uh? What's up with the with with the joy riding in in? Uh, first of all, do those keys work with every machine? No, I don't think they do. Like the bulldozers and, and tractors and things like that. No, because otherwise you'd have everybody going on a bulldozing joy, joy ride. Well, yeah, but I mean, like if you go like a lawn tractor, right? Yeah. Let's say you got a lawnmower. What kind of lawnmower you got? Uh, What's the name? Well, you know, I'd say you, a Craftsman. I'm surprised you remembered what the brand name was since you haven't used it. <laughs> no, I had a call for parts once. That's oh, the yeah, reason yeah. why I know. But uh, let's say, uh, okay, you lose the key to your Craftsman tractor. Yeah. You can go online and say, send me another key. You don't have to have it fitted. It's not like a locksmith does that. But I think all of these, like, construction equipment and all that stuff, the keys are all the same. I don't know about that, Steve. I uh, I think if I ha- offered an opinion, I could possibly be wrong because I literally have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, that's okay. Well, I mean, I realize I do that like 15 times per morning, but nevertheless... Yeah, why? Why is this any time different? You could have just not. made it up, it's and no, not. everybody would have believed you. That's right. Mm. The uh, Chester Blanford Police Department is reminding res- residents to lock their doors after reports of a stolen vehicle. According to the Chester Blanford Police, a truck was stolen in the very early hours from Birch Hill Road in Blanford on Monday. Now, the Chester Blanford Police Department is asking Blanford residents to lock their vehicles and not leave valuable items stolen in their cars. If you do observe anything suspicious, please say to call 911 to report it. You know, yesterday we had Scott Cohen in here, you know, and someone took his car um, out of Melrose, did a little bit of a a little bit of a joyride. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a a decent car, okay? It's a a nice luxury vehicle he's got because that's just the way he plays. Yeah. But the kid who stole it didn't take the most valuable thing inside the car, which was his golf clubs. Well, maybe he couldn't open the trunk. Well, I'm sure there's a button inside on the you know on the lower part of the dashboard that pops the trunk out. Yeah, I, I don't know, but, but sometimes people just need a ride. How far did, we, did he say how far away it was? 
You said on the other side of town. All right, so maybe the kid didn't want to, you know, there's no Uber at that time of the morning. Uh, no, I understand. Just... But let's, okay, so let's say let's say it's late at night and he got 10 miles away. Yeah. You don't think the kid would be kind of curious? Hey, I wonder if there's anything valuable in the trunk, say like a like a set of Callaways. I don't think, I, I honestly think that some people really just take a car sometimes just to drive it around a little bit. Oh, see, I would be much too nosy. I'd be looking at the center console. Glove compartment in the trunk. It's like it's like uh, it's like uh, you always want to know what the features are in somebody else's vehicle. It's like it's like uh, you know I, I got cop friends that I talk to sometimes, and anytime I, I see them in their little patrol cars, I'm like, can you put the lights on? Yeah, that's can fun. You, can you do that little the little? Wee, wee, yeah, you can you turn on the siren. Yeah, and yeah they, I like that. And 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 they they usually appease me. You know they they. Well, you know, if I'm going to steal a car, just in any of it's just with the joyride, you're right. You want to know all the features, like, you know, does it have heated seats, uh, the heated steering wheel? I mean, it's 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 a luxury vehicle. It should have all those options. It should. What about a moonroof? It's got a moonroof? Don't you think you want to uh, diddle with that for a while? Oh, you go sit. Well, he was, uh, where's Melrose? Is it near the beach? I don't even know. No, it's uh, by Boston. Oh, I was going to say, maybe, you know, you take it out to the to the beach and uh, put the moonroof down and enjoy yeah. a nice summer air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Know. Who knows? Uh, Northfield police are warning uh, residents of a new potential scam that is circulating statewide. The scam is known as the asphalt paving scheme targeting homeowners. Police say there's been a small group soliciting their services to pave residents' driveways. The group tries to offer a to pave a driveway at a discounted price and explain to the customer they had extra asphalt over le- left over from another job as the reason for the discount. Hmm. Uh, if you have been a victim of any scam, it's recommended you reach out to your local police department to report it as many others could be dealing with the same thing. I would never. The door-to-door asphalt salesman, you can kiss my asphalt, my friend. Listen, I don't, I don't trust anybody who's selling anything door to door no whether it's uh you know solar panels or eternal salvation by accepting jesus christ as my savior yeah. i don't i don't listen to any of that kind of solicitation you know, get off my lawn i i'm not immune to scams none of us are you know eventually uh, you know we talked with with weissman all the time about that kind of stuff that uh you, nobody anybody can be scammed yeah it's not it, there's not nothing's foolproof like you, you you could have risked that. But why would you buy some guy who just right? hey, you know what? I got this extra uh, asphalt here. Me and my buddies uh, can put this down for you for uh, a thousand bucks. Yeah. And then they take the money and then they leave and they never put any asphalt down. It's the same thing with that meat van out in Westfield when the guy pulls up to the... It, He's the guy's like roaming the neighborhood with with, with T bone steaks. Sure. Hey, uh, why don't you come out and check out my meat in my van? Why don't you and, stand a little bit closer to the hood? And and then there's people like, okay, I'll go check out what's in that van. You know, if it seems sketchy, there's a pretty good chance it probably is. It probably is sketchy. Yeah, people are uh, people are kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah, I would, I would never buy you know, fresh blacktop by a door to door salesman. And again, uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm not immune to to being scammed, but I'd like to think that I kind of look at things in a different way going, yeah, that's a little shady. I don't think I'm going to get involved. You know, some scams scams just are so obviously scams that it's surprisingly, it's surprising when anyone takes the bait on it. I don't know, man. I I just, uh, I think people are uh, just not paying attention. 
They're not. If somebody comes up to your, even those guys that come up and say, hey, we'll put that, what is that black tar stuff they put down in the driveway to cover up the oh, cracks? Oh, that seal? Yeah. Yeah, the sealant? Yeah. No, I'm not buying that either. You know what? You could do that yourself. You could. Yeah. But if you were going to do it, it should be your decision and your decision alone. Someone shouldn't have to sell you on right, that. Right, right. Like if you got cracks in your on your your driveway, you're going to say, well, you know, I got to fill those cracks. I need some sealant. The crack man. Yeah, I right. I see those signs all the time. The crack man. Yes. Yeah. I bet you he's having fun. In his palatial estate, yes. which he calls the crack house. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Sturbridge Police Department is asking the public's help in identifying a man who used a fake card. Yes. What's the matter? I just I just got a message from the Hawkman. Yeah. Who said, I went for a joyride once, just once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's, that hits me. That's like that Joe Piscopo thing in uh in Johnny Dangerous. Yeah, like, some my mother touched me once. I once I once once. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to run from the cops once. Once. He can't even hold up the finger to say he's got number one. The uh, Sturbridge. <laughs> anyway, some guy used a fake card uh, on August 10th around 7 p.m. Uh, they have the pictures of the guy on the uh, on their Facebook page. He went into CVS in uh, Southbridge and tried to purchase a gift card with a fraudulent card. If you have any information uh, on about the incident, individual contact officer Zachary Mardidorsian. That's close. Yeah, somewhat. This is uh, like an old guy. Really? He's like, yeah, he's like he's like he looks like Mr. Hebert on the Family Guy. <laughs> okay, it's just it's just weird. People don't seem to be I, like lately. Criminals don't seem to be like you'd fit the bill of a criminal. Uh, no, no. I guess a, a good criminal uh, looks yeah. like every normal guy. Well, this guy, he's obviously playing the old man part, going, "Oh, I'm just using my card," and uh, you know, gets the gets whatever he's getting, Metamucil or whatever. What do you get at a CVS at that age? Uh, uh, like Maalox or Pepto. Yeah, that uh, that could be something in your basket, mm-hmm. your CVS basket. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Live in cut. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 652 in the Auburn Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Friday, the Patriots uh, continue their preseason. Actually, they wrap it up against the uh, the Tennessee Titans. The live pregame begins at 530. Kickoff scheduled for 815. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here. On Rock 102. So I was uh, I was at the uh, the grocery store yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was at the the Big Y. Yeah. Alan and Cooley uh-huh. had to buy some provisions. Like what? You know, food for the week. Yeah, you know, or for at least a couple of days. You know, and a stock the shelves. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. I'm uh, I'm checking out. Okay, uh, of the you? store. Oh, I'm not say. checking anybody out, but I'm just I'm uh, you know I'm I'm paying for my uh, my uh, my purchase. Yeah. This must happen to you because it happens to me from time to time, and and there's a part of me that thinks, you know, am I being paranoid or is something going on here? Um, there's this guy, all right, and he's uh, he's walking out of the store with the uh, I assume at the time was his mother, and he's he's looking at me like he's 
like he he spotted me, like he yeah. he he, know, he figured out who I am, right? right? And uh, he looks and then looks forward and then looks again and then keeps looking forward. Now he's walking out the door of the big Y, and then he does a a turnaround and he comes up to me just as I'm you know paying for the food and says, "Excuse me, are, are you back from Rock 102?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." This guy is like a morning show host in Portland, Oregon, oh. and he grew up uh, in Springfield. Oh. And he was there with his mom visiting his uh, his folks, and he just uh, he he said that he listened to us all the time growing up, and that he thanked uh, he thanked me for uh, you know inspire him to to go into radio. And I said, well, I'm, wow, I don't know if, uh, if 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 you should be thanking me or castigating me for that bad decision, but I just thought that was just a very very cool thing it's like you know some people like you know will identify will, will spot me and not say anything they'll just they'll just stare and i you know i'm you know i'm wondering if i got a booger in my nose or my fly is down or you know they're looking at what i bought at the big y you know sometimes that can be embarrassing yeah yeah you know, depending on what you buy but i just thought that was uh, that was just very very cool oh what was his name can we say or yeah i'm gonna tell you right now because yeah. he then he then posted on uh, on facebook mike vezzi Mike Vezzi. From the Springfield area. Oh, and he's got it where, and, uh... He posts on Facebook, today I get to meet one of my radio hero, uh, radio heroes, Mike Baxendale, in the grocery store of all places. He's one of the main reasons I do what I do. Amazing. I thought that was really cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. I mean, under normal circumstances, I would strongly suggest me not inspiring anybody for any possible reason. But, you know, for whatever reason, I guess, uh, that happened in this case. Well, uh, listen, uh, people, uh... People look up to you. You're a role model. Oh, Jesus. I mean, if they only knew. Yeah, if they really only knew. Like, if they only knew. Yeah. You know, where they're setting their sights, they'd be going, oh, man. I, yeah, but that must I feel should, good. I that, should, I should uh, aim higher. That that that, that would uh, make me feel good. Yeah, that, no. It, that's it, so you inspired somebody to, to do something that they love doing. Those, you know, those are some uh, very kind words, and I, yeah. I appreciate it, which is uh, which was awesome. So, Welcome home, Mike. Enjoy your enjoy the rest of your stay. I haven't inspired anybody to do anything. I'm not uh, very inspirational. No, but I've seen people here uh, inspire other people to do other things, like you know, find other options. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, experiment with what else might be out there. Yeah, you know, well, that kind of what thing. else is going on? Yeah, we don't we don't need this guy. He's just dead weight. Yeah, what what does that guy do in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well. Uh, Anyhow, uh, but thank you very much, Mike. Uh, you know, congratulations on uh, on your career. Have a great stay. Well, there you go. In all the places, in the grocery store. At the Big Y in yeah. Allen and Cooley. How about how, that? How about that? Of all places. Six, now, 16 acres are where like, uh, dreams are, are made. This is why uh, Big Y is so important. It brings people together. You went over to Stop and Shop? <laughs> you would never, never met. You would have never met anybody over there. No, of course not. You couldn't. Or a price right? Oh, please. Yeah. Even at an Aldi's, Aldi. I don't think anyone talks to each other. Yeah, Aldi's nuts around this place. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's 657 with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. Summer's not over yet. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, attending any sporting event, whether it be professional, college, minor league, or even at the high school level, comes with certain understood realities, among which include the presence of jerks. You could be drunk, disorderly, or be stone-cold sober and still use their puffed-up belligerence to cause problems amongst ticket-paying crowds. 
I'm sure we've all seen it. One guy says something, the other guy says something else. Next thing you know, you got a couple of jerks tossing haymakers at each other until security finally slowly comes around to ejecting everybody involved. To me, that's my favorite part of sporting events. I love a good old-fashioned ejection, especially if it happens to somebody else. On Saturday night in San Francisco at Levi Stadium, a fist-wielding brawl broke out during the 49ers-Denver Broncos preseason game. Again, it's preseason, yet fans are already in mid-season form. Hence the dust-up between the fans, resulting in at least one Broncos fan being left bloodied and unconscious. It was a really great fight. However, yesterday, police in Santa Clara, California, began a formal investigation into the ruckus, and thanks to the quick thinking of dozens of surrounding fans, the cops will have plenty of video footage to sift through in identifying the cause of the fight and the people who are responsible. And while the investigation is still ongoing, police say that the cause of the fight is still unclear. Well, I'm no Columbo, but I'm pretty sure that the cause of this little dust-up is pretty easy to figure out. See how this grabs you. I see a situation in which a 49ers fan purchases one or more $11 beers and attempts to stumble back to his seat, at which point another guy who's filled with $11 beers bumps into the other guy and some of those $11 beers are spilled. Having been to sporting arenas and stadiums for virtually my entire life, I can say with 100% confidence that the high cost of that $11 beer can often provoke a disagreement over whose $11 expenditure is more important than the next guy's, thereby entitling you to certain protections of that investment. That is where I believe you have a breakdown in economic priorities. Seems to me I just did the Santa Clara, California Police Department a gigantic favor by identifying the most likely scenario for this drunken Donnybrook. You're welcome. But hey, and if I'm I yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a painting project in South Hadley? You better be talking to Kendra. She's the paint whisperer at the South Hadley Rockies. There's at least one smart, friendly paint advisor at every Rockies Ace Hardware location. And in South Hadley, that person happens to be Kendra. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 in Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny, nice and dry today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, high of 77. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. <sighs> I'm ready. Would you, oh, would you like to have another round of Am I the a By the way, when is the... Uh, New season of Curb coming up, because I really uh, want to see that. They're doing, like, one last season, right? Yeah, which is too bad, because I really like that show, but it's been on for, what, 11 seasons now? <laughs> so I think it's a big ask to keep doing it over and over again. Uh, here's the first one. Am I the a-hole for telling my wife she no longer has an excuse to not work? My wife and I had our first child two years ago, a beautiful little girl. My wife and I agreed that her being a stay-at-home mom was worth it, and I can sustain the household on my income. I started to notice about a year in she was getting overwhelmed, and I asked what I could do to help. She claimed to be fine, but I started to price around child care options. Spoke with friends, family, and colleagues looking for any suggestions, recommendations, and resources. That's when my boss told me our job has child care benefits. Awesome. I start the paperwork, get the approval, got put on the wait list. I brought it up with my wife. We toured the place with our daughter, and she loved it. About four months, a spot opened up, and our daughter is now in daycare. 
It's run in the same office building I work at, so it's super convenient. I can drop her off when I head to work and pick her up when I leave. Perfect, right? Yeah. Here's where the issue arrives. My wife is not doing anything. We split the household chores. That is how my uh, w- was in my family growing up, and I find cleaning and cooking relaxing. So I'm fine with it. That being said, my wife does, has not done much with her day since our daughter started daycare. Uh-huh. I understand adjustments take time. That being said, the original agreement was for her to be a stay-at-home mom with our daughter in daycare. Not being rude, staying uh, home to be a mom is not happening. I brought up the uh, million-dollar question. When are you going back to work? Oh, ah, boy. This may have been a miscalculation on my part, but yes. I figured I am in deep. And uh, let's see it to the end. She gave me a glare of death and tried to change the subject. I kindly interjected, not trying to push you, but practically speaking, I told her that she has no excuse to be not working. This was my tactical error, and she blew up. Thankfully, uh, during this uh, during this, my daughter was at my parents' house, so she did not hear or see the yelling. We went back and forth using the classic lines from both sides of the camp. She used the good husband provides the option for their wife to stay home. I said, if you want to, uh, if you want to be, then either watch our daughter or do the housework. Your home is not a free pass to do nothing. She clapped back with your coworkers' wives get to stay home and do nothing. Ooh, that's cold. I told her I agree, but they have cheated on their wives, and they want me. You want me to start doing that? <laughs> I can, I can, like, see this whole thing unfolding. Yeah. Yeah, well, your coworkers' wives, yeah, they stay at home. Yeah, but then they cheat on their wives. You want me to start doing that to you? Huh? Uh, I'm sure uh. you can piece together the rest. The comment about cheating was not a threat. She was using the fact that wives of my coworkers get to be home even though their kids are also in daycare. I pointed out that the husbands are cheating on them. My coworkers' situation is skewed. They have found it's more beneficial to stay together from the wife's side. We live in a state where spousal support has caps and doesn't matter how many years you were married before. Husbands stick around because the status quo is just easier. It was just to state that this is not the life she thinks it is. Uh, So, um, am I the a-hole for telling her she needs to get a job? (sighs) I'm going to say that you are looking at two a-holes. Yeah. You know, because uh, to me, when something, when a relationship breaks down to the point where ultimatums need to be drawn, yeah. that's that's problematic. That's like someone's taking advantage of something, and somebody's overreacting to it. Uh, I, call me crazy. That's just how I see it. Well, I mean, I think if you get used to a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. it's probably harder for you to get back into the workforce when you've been away for it for so long. And if sure. You, you know they. What do they remember? They, they used that on those kids. That that kid down in Mexico or uh, New Mexico. He like killed somebody. He was drinking and driving, but they they let him off because he has affluenza. Because he was. Oh yeah. He was living this whole life of everything was given to him, and mm-hmm. he had no consequences for anything. So he got off on the charge of killing people Which, in a drunk course, driving accident. Just emphasizes the whole point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if she hasn't worked, she might not be able to. You know, she might not be able to get back into the workforce. Although, I had a, a friend of mine who has uh, since passed away, and uh, he was a comedian, right? Okay. And he told me, he said, because he was going through a divorce, you know, probably about 10 years ago. And he said, listen, Steve, you can have a stay-at-home wife. 
But the day that kid goes to kindergarten and she doesn't want to go back to work, run. Get out then. (laughs) Because that'll be 15 years and that's how much you'll owe. You know, they lived in a state where you had to, you know, calculate it by how many years and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, I think he might have been right. Uh, you know, he might have been. I th- well, maybe because he got he got fleeced is what he got. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you know she had no income right. and you know no, right. you know, probably didn't pay into any social security quarters or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know again, what the know, answer man. is. I think uh, I think you're right though. I think they're both uh, they're both a. I I think that's that's it. Uh, let's see. Uh, would I be the a hole if I don't change my son's name, even though it may cause him to lose his inheritance? Jesus. These people like write this stuff. Uh, I, 24, got pregnant while I was taking a gap year traveling. I met an older guy, nothing gross. I was 19, he was 23. We had fun. I was working in a bar to make money while I explored uh, his city. When I got pregnant, he lost interest really quickly. I understood, but I am pro-choice, and I choose not to terminate. I went home, and I had my son. I also made sure to get child support. He could afford it. He did fight it, though. I had to prove paternity and everything. Uh, through that, uh, his parents found out. They are well off. They have met my son, and they truly do seem to love him. They've provided him with gifts for his birthday and Christmas. They've helped me with extra money so I can complete my college uh, degree without going into debt. They've uh, taken us on vacation with them so they could spend time with him. They aren't my biggest fans, but we are cordial to each other. Three months ago, my son's father passed away. He got drunk at his bachelor party, tripped on the sidewalk, and hit his head, and that was all she wrote. My son and I attended the funeral. We spent a week in that city so his grandparents could see him. They approached me with an offer. They had no other children or grandchildren. Their son was only 28, so he had lots of time to provide them legitimate uh, kids. Uh, They did not say this, I'm just assuming. So they never thought about my son's name. They said if I changed his surname to theirs legally, they would make him their primary heir. I think this is dumb. He's their only grandchild, and they would deny him an inheritance because of his last name? I said I would consider it to be polite, and I have left it at that. I actually have a pretty good life as it is. My family has been very supportive, and because of the whole court uh, thing, my son's father had to have life insurance with him as a ben- my son's father had to have life insurance with him as the beneficiary. Uh, would it be nice for my kid to get a big sum of money? Yes. Do I want him to have the surname of a man who I who didn't want him? No, I don't want that. I've been talking to my family about it, and a few of them think I'm being the a-hole for giving up uh, this kind of money for my son. It's a generational wealth, and I'm making the decision based on emotion. I think that they are the a-holes for thinking money is the only thing that matters. I think that I will tell my son's grandparents they can talk to him about it when he's 16. He will be old enough to understand the implications, but young enough not to be tied professionally to his last name. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that the grandparents are the bigger a-hole in this situation. Because yeah, what difference does it make what the kid's name is? All you got to do is talk to a lawyer, well, have your will redrafted. If the money's going to that kid, then you know what? Then you put his name in specifically. Are they just asking to have change the name so that they can save a few bucks on legal fees? Maybe. Well, that's stupid. 
Well, is it saving bucks on legal fees or is it more about, oh, it's our family heritage and uh, we want this boy to have uh, the name to carry on. He's the last descendant of, uh, you know, this guy or whatever. And uh, It's the kid's name. Yeah, I mean, that's, but, you know, uh, that's the primary identifying information of his entire life is your name. No, you don't ask the kid. No, I think asking the, the, the parent to change the kid's name. You, you know, for 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 that is ridiculous. If you want to give my kid money, then give my kid the money. But if you don't, because he won't change his name, then you know what? Keep your money, give it to somebody else. Right, let's say you're the kid, yeah, right? and then you grow up, you find out, yeah, that you could have been sitting on ten million dollars, let's say, okay. even a million dollars. You had this. Uh, and you now don't have that because your mother said, no, you're not changing your name. Wouldn't Listen, you be upset? Like any kid. Yeah. They're going to wind up presenting their parents anyway. You know, that's just the, that's just the Nate. That's the way. That's, that's the pretty that's big, business. Pretty big resentment. Well, yes, I know. But let's say, for example, well, first of all, we don't know what the kid's name would be if he changed it. Suppose it's something like really embarrassing. Hassenpfeffer. Yeah, like or yeah, like or uh, uh, you know, like something really embarrassing, like uh, uh, George uh, Wet Pants yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, like that would be really. You'd have to go through your entire life as George Wet Pants, but you get ten million dollars, and so that's that's that. Or Bobby Poo Poo Drawers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Oh, look, come on, Bobby. You don't want to be a Smith. You want to yeah. be a Poo Poo Drawers. I'm sorry, but you know no. No amount of money is worth a lifetime of that kind of humiliation. Uh, I don't know. For a million dollars, I think I would be want to be called anything you want me to call me. <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to be a part of the Baxin Poo Poo Pants yeah. show. <laughs> yes, but I'd be wealthy. Well, yeah. that doesn't do me any good, or yeah. am I going to have to change my name to Nagel? You could, you'd have to do that. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, Mr. Poo Poo Pants. Here's your check. I'm sorry, you spelled that wrong. That's two oos yeah, and two lots. <laughs> and there you go. That is am I the a hole? It's, it's 722 at Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat. It's 732 at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. And it's brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. More uh, information on that uh, horrific crash up in Belchertown. 50-year-old Trevor Sims was making dinner on Sunday night when he heard a loud bang and his mother-in-law screaming. Sims says he ran upstairs and ushered his mother-in-law away from the gaping hole she was looking out of next to her bedroom, grabbing her portable oxygen oxygen tank and a few belongings. Sims rushed outside the house as police officers and fire trucks approached the home at 73 North Main Street, a home Sims and his wife had bought only five months ago. Minutes prior, a 19-year-old man sped away from police when they tried to pull him over, resulting in a serious airborne collision course through a Belchertown neighborhood. The airborne Nissan hit a light post before smashing into the front end of a 2023 Jeep Wrangler parked at the house and finally stopped when it hit the outside of the home. The unidentified 19-year-old driver from New Hampshire was pronounced dead at the scene. Police found beer cans and a fake ID inside the vehicle following the crash. Uh, Rich DeRosiers, a resident at a nearby condo complex, said, I heard what I thought were fireworks. 
Another one said uh, he was lucky just to <clears throat> lucky just to get home to his condominium at 55 North Main Street with the amount of police cars and fire trucks surrounding the area shutting down North Main Street. It wasn't until he went to the grocery shopping Monday morning when he saw the holes in his neighbor's brick house. Did you see the pictures of this? Yeah. It's unbelievable. The, this kid must have been flying because the engine of the car flew into the side of the house. I mean, you're talking, what, 10, 12 feet maybe? Yeah. Maybe higher? Yeah, Unbelievable. it's pretty high up. And uh, Trevor Sims was one of the few people who saw the body of the teenager in the bushes a short walk away from the house. The officer thought he had ran, run off. I heard something hit the bushes. He was just gone. He was just dead in the scene. So he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, yeah, uh, apparently. Exactly. Still sitting on the second floor bathroom of the brick home is the Nissan engine, which was ejected from the 19-year-old's car. It's oil leaking onto the first floor of the home. However, one thing Sims said he's grateful for is that the Jeep parked near the house potentially helped uh, the ejected engine fly to a part of the house where nobody was. If the Jeep wasn't there, it probably would have killed my mother-in-law. While Sims' mother-in-law was able to be picked up at midnight by a family member, the couple hasn't been able allowed to go back to their home. A building inspector deemed the home structurally uh, structurally unsound. Uh, while Sims said they were given $600 by the American Red Cross to stay at a hotel, he said he slept in his car in their, in their parking lot to make sure nobody tried to break into the home. He also decided to make sure that their three cats, who weren't able to be uh, located before he evacuated, didn't escape through the gaping holes in the building. However, his mother-in-law, who has early-onset dementia, was worried that one of the cats, who Sims uh, last saw near the rubble, was was dead. Uh, he's not the fastest cat, Donna Sims said. What a horrific thing to have to experience, and, uh, you know, all around, what a... I mean, it's it's a horrible tragedy, but yeah. you know, I can't even imagine you know, sitting in the house and all of a sudden you know an engine crashes through the wall. I mean, that's I, uh, frightening. I uh, wonder about that all the time. People who live like on main roads, so close to the road. Oh yeah, like I've seen it happen near my house. There was a car rollover about five or six years ago, right on the front lawn of uh, of people I know, and it was just like. Man, you know, this guy must have been flying around the corner and flipped, you know, flipped the car right over on the front line. If your kids were out there playing, yeah. they'd be hurt. I, I've mentioned this before in, in, in Rehoboth, where I grew up, at the end of the, of the street that we lived on is this uh, this main road. It's uh, Route 118, yeah. okay, which goes right through Rehoboth. And then there's this, like, this kind of like a little bit of a T intersection, but there's a house that's, that's like, right on that corner. What's the exact address? Oh. 155 Anawan Street. Anyway, my point is this. This house, it's an older, older house. I mean, you're talking like early 1800s house. And the frontage between the front door and the street is probably no more than 10 feet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And it always surprised me that no one just drove right into that house. And it, it never happened. But then somebody bought the house and they placed these giant boulders in front of the house because, I mean, I think they felt the you know the same threat that a car could easily just you know fly out of control and smash right through it. Well, the moment they put the boulders out there, guess what happens? Somebody hit this. Somebody crashes right into the boulders. But they didn't hit the house. It did not hit the house. Yeah, but it's so. like you know I, I've always wondered that because there's some houses that are like right on <laughs> right on yeah. the street. How does that not happen? I'm surprised that that's not like a a thing that's required that you have that in your yard. 
if your house is at X amount of frontage from the from the road. Well, the thing is, you know, some people will put like a very expensive brick house. I mean, like a, a brick wall, which you know, if someone crashes through that, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah. At least you get some boulders out there. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than well, that's what than I mean. a brick wall. You know, when uh, that unfortunate death in uh, Chickabee years ago at the Cumberland Farms, where the car crashed through the storefront, right, and uh, and 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 killed a woman, they. All the Cumberland Farms now have those things. So those pylons, yeah. Y- y- to, to prevent people from crashing into the front of the store. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Obviously, that was a that was a move on their part, on the store's part, on the company's part, to say, hey, we should put these in because it's going to help save somebody's life. Sure. And prevent us from getting another lawsuit. So they, they put those things in there. But I'm saying I wonder why that's not – if that hasn't been brought up in, like – you know, whatever code is, you know, oh, uh, the building code, uh, you're going to have to have these pylon things out front. It probably is. Somewhere. Yeah. Probably not or anywhere around here. Uh, two people from Northampton were arrested Friday in upstate New York after an alleged theft of a business. You stole an entire business? That's pretty. Was there a getaway vehicle involved? Well, Seneca Falls Police Chief Timothy Snyder uh, said that 34-year-old Angel Goldweight and 49-year-old Louis Ruiz, both of Northampton, were arrested and charged for petty larceny. On Friday, Goldweight was allegedly observed pushing a shopping cart full of items out of a store, and Ruiz allegedly was concealing the merchandise. Police say neither made an attempt to pay for the items before walking out. Oh, so they didn't steal the whole business. They just stole some items from Well, that's different. Stole from a business. Right. Both suspects got into a tractor trailer with another individual. Around 4.39 p.m. the same day, officers conducted a traffic stop on that tractor trailer. Goldweight and Ruiz allegedly attempted to hide from officers inside the vehicle but were eventually arrested. Both have been released on an appearance ticket and are scheduled back in Seneca Falls at a later date. That's a... employing a truck driver now to be your i guess that's a good way to to get rid of stuff or to hide stuff put it in a big tractor trailer i suppose yeah steve nagel college of knowledge these 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 people have no idea what the world is all about steve you could really uh, school these folks on how to you know how to behave I'm telling you, the the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge is uh, wide open for business. All you need to do is give me 20% of the share of the stolen items that you take in. And that's I'll be glad. W- yeah, that's how much a night course costs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that'd be kind of like the same as like a like an agent or a, or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. say, though. Four people in Connecticut are expected to be okay after they tested positive for Powassan virus. Powassan virus? Powassan. What is that? That sounds like something you'd get at a sushi restaurant. Powassan. Right? (laughs) Uh, 22 News spoke with Bob Russell, an entomologist at the American Pest Solutions, who explained that Powassan is a virus that spreads to people through the bite of an infected tick. Oh, of course it's a tick. It's a tick-borne virus. Yeah. Yeah. These ticks. Ticks are jerks. What does tick rhyme with uh, that they could be... uh, uh, Hick. Hicks. Lick. Licks. Bick. Bicks. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, yeah, we said right. It at the same time. Yeah. Pawasan can cause severe illness such as uh, encephalitis. Russell says ticks are also found in what they call the transition zone, which is the first layer of scrub brush between your lawn and the woods. 
They are uh, there are three types of ticks that are known to transmit this virus. The number one and the uh, one we see the most here in New England in the region is the Ixodus scapularis, uh, or the black-legged tick. That is the also aren't most uh, ticks black-legged? Well, no, they have uh, the blue-legged tick, the red-legged tick, the uh, yellow-legged tick. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, that one is also closely associated with Lyme disease as well. There are currently no preventative vaccines or medicine to treat Powassan virus disease. I already don't like the sound of it. You, know, you tell me there's a tick-borne virus. Yeah, I've already had like Lyme twice. I'm all set. I don't. I don't want any more. I'm good. You don't. Uh, you don't want any more. Huh? No, I'm yeah. done. I'm done with the ticks. The well, ticks can go. Uh, can go to hell in a handbasket. Uh, a former Springfield Middle School teacher accused of indecent assault on a minor was back in the courtroom Friday. We have now learned he is accused of assaulting a second minor. 60-year-old Robert Gale was arraigned in Springfield District Court last Friday. Western Mass News obtained court documents detailing the charges he now faces. The former Springfield... Three months after he was uh, first arrested, he was arraigned on Friday. Uh, they were in the courtroom when 60-year-old Robert Gale was charged back in May with assaulting one of the students in the classroom. The victim attended STEM Middle Academy in Springfield, where Gale was a teacher. Prosecuting attorney Clarissa Wright with the Hamden DA's office outlined the case. One allegation is that he asked an individual to come to his classroom, and then at some point he pushed the victim and began kissing the victim on the neck, Ew. explained attorney Wright. That's Ugh. creepy. This occurred on a number of occasions. Following Gail's arraignment on Friday, new court documents revealed he's also accused of sexually assaulting a second minor. Both court records have been impounded, restricting information from being made public, but uh, here's what we've learned so far. He's been charged with four counts of statutory rape of a child and is also charged with indecent assault and battery on a person 14 years older. I, the headline is deceiving because it sounds like he just like hit somebody. But then you dive into these other charges, and eh, well, yeah, that's, that's very scumbagish of you. Very. Uh, but I, I did hear this story yesterday about hitting children, corporal punishment. Did you know that's still legal in like 18 states? Yeah. How is that possible? I, I, I have no idea. I, I don't I don't know how anyone can put a, a hand on a child and not have that be illegal. That just seems, you know, because there, there is, it's the American Association of Pediatrics. They're recommending that these laws be overturned uh, to prevent, because it doesn't do anything. The, the, the hitting of somebody they have found doesn't make any difference on the behavior of somebody. No. In fact, it can make it worse. So they're trying to recommend, but I was so surprised to hear that. Oh, it's still legal in 18 states. I'm like, what? We still do that? <laughs> I, I, we don't do that here in Massachusetts. But well, yeah, maybe this... I guess because I'm so complacent of not having it happen that I was surprised to learn that it does still yeah. happen. Believe it or not. Damn. We're a, we're a messed up country, aren't we? It would be nice to have some level of uniformity in our laws, you know, depending on the, you know what that law is. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and dry with a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Set summer in motion with the most adventurous Honda vehicles. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 in Queen. 
We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and nice day today. High of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, before you get into your uh, thing here, uh-huh. uh, real quick, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, Bob Walkenhorst from the band uh, The Rainmakers. They had a hit back in 1986 called Let My People Go Go. This is a band that was uh, highly touted to be the next great American band. They were terrific. They had like nine records. But uh, fame and fortune didn't exactly follow through all that expectation. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a story about uh, a band that didn't quite make it here, but they were up being very popular in Europe, in particular Norway, which is, of all places, that's where they had their biggest hits. But it's a really cool story. Check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them at ZM homes.com all right you ready i'm ready all right now hear this with bex and nagel on rock 102 all right who do you think is the best fast food mascot oh boy well i'm gonna have to say ronald mcdonald uh you're wrong you would be wrong uh the burger king king experts are now saying that the top fast food mascot is kfc's colonel sanders Followed oh, by is. then Ronald McDonald mm-hmm. and then the king from Burger King. The list was created by uh, polling 10 expert websites. Here's a quick clip from the, an early KFC commercial. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's the only way that you're going to get chicken that is finger-licking good. If you want Kentucky Fried Chicken, you have to visit me. What how old that one is. I don't know. That sounds really old. But I'll tell you this. Yeah. Did you know that Colonel Sanders was not uh, an actual colonel. In fact, had very little military experience whatsoever. What? I don't believe he's a real colonel. My whole life has been a lie. Yeah, well, listen, uh, show me proof of that uh, he served in the military, and I'll take that back be happy to apologize. But as far as I be- uh, was led to believe... Never, uh, never made it past private. Didn't he? Uh, didn't he lead the the chickens and the great revolu- the great chicken revolution? Uh, of, uh, no, he no. Did, he Are did you not. sure about that? I am almost positive. He didn't, uh, or maybe he slaughtered the chickens in the great chicken revolution. Uh, you know, the chickens wanted to take over. Uh, they were sick of sick of being fried in the south. And yes. And uh, Colonel Sanders said, oh, "I'll butcher you all," and uh, he did. Yeah. And uh, that's what makes this great fried chicken. I, yeah, like, I far- like my history lessons, and my history lessons are pretty good. Yeah, as far as I know, uh, non-military. Uh, here is a, uh, a person being interviewed by a TV station out in uh, California uh, about the, you know, the hurricane cut that, that was, uh, or the tropical storm, and, and what they advised them to do. How is this impacting you? Has water gotten into your apartment or anything yet? Well, not yet, because it's not that bad, but over here on this side, it kind of is. It really ain't affecting me yet, but once it do hit that, they probably going to tell us to evaporate, and then that's what gets on my nerves all the time. We got to keep evaporating. Keeping evaporating. You know, that's, uh, well, that's usually what happens <laughs> when you get flooded with a cold kind of bunch of rain. Yeah, and eventually... You're going to bevaporate. <laughs> bevaporate. Bevaporate. Right. Well, uh... Did you hear that word wrong like your whole life? I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I, maybe you just didn't, uh, you just, you know, sometimes you just say it wrong. It just comes out the wrong way. I guess so. A Kentucky man, not the Kentucky Fried Chicken, accidentally shot his girlfriend in the foot at the state fair when he lost control of his gun. Amari McClung. Amari McClung. McClung, really? 
had an unsecured handgun in his waistband, and it went off when he tried to catch it as the gun slipped out. Here are the fairgoers uh, chiming in on what they think about the incident. Things happened. Got just dropped it. Messed up her foot a little bit, but she'll probably be all right. Really? They can, they can bring whatever they want to hear. Maybe like a little check-in so like they know everybody that has one and everybody in and out just so there's no confusion. Yeah, nobody cares. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you shot your girlfriend in the foot. Seems to me that's a deal breaker. I don't, uh, I don't have a problem with people uh, carrying guns. I do have a problem when you don't properly secure it because you're not you're being selfish. You know what I mean? Well, because like, you could act like what this guy did and then shoots shoot the girlfriend in the foot. Yeah. Right? Shoots a girlfriend in the foot. All right. But what happens if he's at the fair and all of a sudden he's ambushed? Yeah, you if, can if, still have a, like some sort of a holster or some uh, sort of hidden thing. I've seen people uh, do it, that it, before. In uh, certain parts of the country, Steve, uh, holsters are not allowed, and people can only put their guns in, say, like their waist pants or their, uh, into the waist side or other sweatpants. Well, we shot her in the foot, so she won't be able to bring me any more beer from the fridge for a couple of weeks, but we'll get her back up and running. Well, here's the good news about shooting her in the yeah. foot. She ain't going to be asking me to do no dancing anytime soon and and they all kind of like just no dan no square dancing no square dancing i don't have to go up to the middle and back and they, and they act like she's some sort of like livestock <laughs> yeah she'll be all right i can always get myself another you know my dog got run over by a tractor and lost <laughs> one of his legs but he was up and running three days later she'll be just fine <laughs> that little sweetie doesn't uh, need all them toes uh, you have to hand it to. Uh, actually, we're done. Uh, it's it's seven fifty eight. I can't. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I can't. Uh, well, if I play another clip, it's just yeah. Gonna they're gonna be, be late for all the all the things we have. Yeah, all the other great things we got planned here this morning. It's uh it's seven fifty eight, and that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. And we'll be moving on. And Joan Jett with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. It is uh, gonna be a sunny and nice day today with a high of seventy seven. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, more of the same. Uh, it is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, <clears throat> you been to any concerts this summer? Uh, no, I was supposed to, and then wound up not uh, not going. Um, I went to that um, the They Might Be Giants uh, show right. at uh, Treehouse Brew, which was uh, great. Everybody was uh, behaving themselves, having a good time, uh, you know, even well, with alcohol involved. I was going to say, nobody... when, when have you ever seen people drinking beer? At a concert and uh, and and causing a problem. Well, it is a problem. Uh, some people shouldn't be out in public right now. This is a this is an article from Vox.com uh, about how people are behaving at pretty much any public venue uh, that you go to. Movie theaters have become a lawless land where some moviegoers have no reservations about using their phones after films have started. Sometimes it's not just a glance at the time, but the full-on social media scrolls and posting. In New York City, Broadway audiences are drunk, rowdy, and apparently leaving feces in the aisles of theaters. Well, maybe if it were a better production. Yeah, I really didn't like that uh, 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 Annie Get Your Gun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that would that would yeah. leave me wanting to drop one right there in the uh, aisles. That's it. I don't like this performance. <laughs> That's this is what I think of your show. That's why I grabbed extra playbills. Uh, yeah, so this summer at various concerts, Albanian pop star Baby Rexa was beamed in the face. Fellow pop princess Ava Max was slapped by a stage rusher. 
aerial enthusiast Pink was handed uh, someone's mother's ashes. Fans interrupted country singer singer Miranda Lambert's intimate show with an impromptu photo shoot, and a fan threw water at rapper Cardi B. Well, I don't really have a problem with with that one. Now, did did Cardi B melt away like the uh, the Wicked Witch of the West? No, she responded by chucking her microphone at uh, her uh, water flinger. Right. Yeah. Large-scale in-person events are downright bad. According to experts uh, this author spoke to, this rash of bad behavior can probably be traced to the pandemic shutdowns of 2020. During the lockdowns, we didn't have large-scale social events, and no doubt some people have sort of forgotten how to act now that they're back. But there's also something deeper here, reflected in the protectiveness over these spaces and what they mean to us. Going to an in-person entertainment event is more than just the movie, more about than just the movie play or pop star on display. These events are times when we experience important social connections, a phenomenon that happens so naturally that we don't even think about these events and what they mean to us until someone really screws them up. (laughs) The collective effervescence of live events is uh, something humans crave whether they know it or not. Collective effervescence. I like the sound of that. It might seem obvious why acting out in public is deeply annoying, but it's important to understand how much these large social events mean to humans. When someone makes a scene in public at a group event, we're disturbed in a large part because these gatherings are extremely important to our intellectual and emotional selves. Humans are incredibly social creatures, and these events are moments of highly pleasurable social connections, what uh, Shira Gabriel, a psychology professor at the University of Buffalo, calls collective effervescence. When we buy a ticket to a Broadway musical or a Barbie sh- uh, movie or a Carly Rae Jepsen show, we're purchasing the performance, but we're also buying that electric feeling of a crowd of humans appreciating the exact same thing. Well, I don't know how many people are actually spending money on Carly Rae Jepsen tickets. Well, that's that, that was a bad example. It was, yeah. She probably still loves that Call Me Maybe song. I think it was like 10 years old now. Yeah, it's so uh, 2013. Collective effervescence is the way we feel connected when we're in a crowd of other people, even if we don't know them. When we're all focused on a concert or a play in a movie, we feel a sense of social connection, and it makes us feel really good, Gabriel said to study social behavior. Gabriel explained that the strength or weakness of social connections, the relationships we have with friends, romantic partners, acquaintances, and family, are one of the greatest predictors of depression, anxiety, suicide when it comes to our mental health and wellness when it comes to physical health, too. The same kind of positive benefits can come from people we don't know, the community, but feel connected to. But that goes on to say about, you know, people are just being rude <clears throat> at, at concerts. And, right. But I remember this happening before the pandemic. Back in like 2018 or 2019, remember that there was a show, there was Jimmy Buffett show at Mansfield? Yeah. And people had left like buckets of human excrement sure. uh, in the parking lot. Well, they afterwards. wanted to reflect the music. Well, no, they were, why don't we get drunk and poo? I think that was the <laughs> the great Jimmy Buffett that sang that, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I thought that. Yeah, was. maybe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't. Um, well, yeah, I think what I think this, this article kind of misses uh, yeah. on, on one end is I also believe there's a social media element to this. And, and what I mean by that is whether or not you're taking your own selfie while you're doing something stupid. Yeah. Oftentimes, people, I think, just assume, well, if I make myself, uh, if I make a ruckus, someone's going to capture this on video, yeah. and I'll be responsible for additional likes and uh, uh, and viral videos. That's a good point. I, I think there's a lot of people now that where that is so important to them 
to, to, to they're so attention starved um, that they will go out of their way to behave like a jackass simply because they know somebody's going to get this. Yeah. And someone's going to post it. Back in uh, 2018, I told you this story before, I took my kids to see Ed Sheeran up at Gillette Stadium. And there was a group of three girls in front of us, probably like college aged, maybe late teens, early 20s. Right. And the three of them were all on their phones and they were talking to other people on FaceTime, showing them what the concert was like. And I'm like, that's not how this is supposed to work. Yeah. Like, you're not enjoying the moment of spending the money that you just spent on a ticket. <laughs> you're you're trying to get your friends to enjoy it with you as well. Yeah. But when you go to a when you go to a concert now, unless the artist specifically states that you know no cell phones can be used, otherwise you you mm-hmm. face you know automatic ejection from the venue. Yeah. You see that all the time. People are you know. Taking video or you know face you know fa- uh, having a FaceTime conversation with somebody with their phones, so everybody can 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 see it or they can put it on Instagram or or, or yeah. whatever. A few years ago, we went to go see Kevin Hart at the at the Mullen Center. Yeah, and they kept announcing over and over and over again before the show that cell phone use during the show was not allowed, and you and you would be uh, thrown out of the venue if yeah. they if they caught you. Kind of surprised that you don't see more of that. You see yeah. more of it in comedy shows, but you hardly ever see it at concerts. But if I were a, a, a an artist, I'm trying to concentrate on singing, you know, singing songs and entertaining yeah. you. I you know, I wouldn't want that kind of distraction either. Well, I, Marty was talking about it uh, one time when he was in here about the people because of these social media reels of people. They're comedians shutting down hecklers. Right. Or It has created this thing where people go to comedy shows and now just want to say something in, just like what you're saying. Yeah. And this is what this article describes. It's called main character syndrome. You don't care about anybody else around you. You just want to be the star of the show, whatever that takes in that social media aspect that you just talked about. I think that has more to do with it than maybe than maybe the pandemic did. I mean, I don't think we forgot how to behave. I think many, many people do behave, but there's a small percentage of people that are motivated by different things and, you know, yeah. you know drawing attention to themselves is one of those things. Right. Uh, and she goes on to say, because we got out of practice on it, people just don't realize what they're missing by not just immersing themselves in this social event. So people are trying to pull in what they're more used to, which is social media, because they don't realize that they're missing something. Uh, people aren't thinking, I want to go see Taylor Swift because I want to feel connected to all those other people there. They think about Taylor, but really a big motivation is actually just being part of this enormous event. FOMO, fear of missing out. Yep. I didn't get a chance to go in it. And if I was there, I would have told everybody by showing a video of, of me there. When you take a video of yourself at a concert or the video of the concert, you are drawing attention to yourself to tell everybody who has FOMO, I'm here and I'm you're not. not. You're right. You know, right. I am more important than you because well, I'm here. But we do that. We we do that for for promotional events and social events. Well, that's our jobs. That's that's slightly different than doing it just for the the, the pure sake of, of 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 
you know, self-promotion. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, obviously we, we do that, but it is, you know, it's part of what we do to let yeah. people know this is what we do. I heard, uh, I was watching this interview with Jim Carrey and he was talking about how he hates people who ask for selfies. He doesn't want, cause he goes, you're just doing that for the moment. And just to show your friends that you met me, he's like, I want to know about you. I want to like have yeah. a conversation with you and, and find out what you do and, and, be a human being to somebody else. Right. And that's where this disconnect comes in with all this social media. But I also have a tendency to believe that I think because this is just my theory of why people misbehave at concerts. When you pay so much money for something, I think you feel like you have the right to do whatever the hell you want to do. If you're paying $800 for a ticket, hey, you know what? I paid $800 to be here. I can put my feet up on the seat in front of me if I want to. Or I can uh, I can uh, yeah. defecate on the floor of the aisle of the Taylor Swift show. Well, I don't know if anybody really should feel entitled for that <laughs> to no, go but, that but, far. But, 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 but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. If you're if you're paying extra for something that you know should never even cost nearly that much, yeah. you feel like, well, you know, I've I've done my part here. I I kind of own a part of this experience. I I, I refuse to shell out money for uh, these concerts. I'm I'm, I'm taking my my, uh, my my youngest daughter wanted to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Hey, no way in hell. No, no, no way. I, I, I'm sorry. There's just no way that I'm gonna pay that much money for a person that you're probably sitting way in the back because that would be the kind of seats that I could afford. I I I feel like there's a. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't go to a lot of concerts is, you know, one, the cost. And two, I just feel like no performance is ever going to be worth the amount of money that I'm going to be asked to, to, to dish out yeah. for a concert. No performance. There, there are no performers in the world that are that great yeah. that I want to shell out a thousand bucks for. No. Nope. Nobody. And uh, my, my, my older kid is into this artist that's like an up and coming kind of thing. And we're going to see a concert in September. The tickets were twenty five dollars. Like that's reasonable. That's reasonable. That's a, and, and it's at a theater. It's a, you know it's in Albany. It's yeah. a, you know it's not like you know some. I had tickets to two shows this summer. I wound up not going for for various reasons. They might be Giants was one. Another one was Adrian Ballou and Jerry Harrison from from Talking Heads. They were going to be playing up in uh, in New Hampshire. I had the tickets, but I didn't spend a, a lot of money for either show. So I didn't have a problem not going. I mean, I didn't feel like. Well, I've just spent five hundred hours. I'm going to have to go no matter what. Yeah, right. I didn't feel that way. I mean, I think the, both these were like you know, re- they were they were way less than a hundred bucks each. So I had no problem uh, with that. But I think if I had spent you know a thousand bucks, five hundred bucks, whatever it's going to be, uh, yeah, I probably have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder going in. Like I'm going to cause, I'm going to make sure everybody knows I'm there, whether it's yeah, <laughs> whether it's good or not. Yeah. So I I don't know why people are uh, being jerks. I guess the they just want to be the center of attention. It's uh, just about 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Coming up after uh, 9 o'clock, we'll have Jackie Martling tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's coming to uh, the South End Community Center on September 9th. That'll be a, a great comedy show. You know, I'm watching, uh, I'm, I'm reading Mass Live yesterday afternoon, and, and the, the story uh, comes out that, uh, you know, Granny's Baking Table in Springfield still waiting to open outdoor dining. And it explains why they're uh, you know, they want to have uh, outdoor dining on Bridge Street, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 I mean the reasons for that are you know they are what they are, and uh, you know they want to open up uh, outdoor dining. But then I decided, well, I haven't uh, been to Granny's Baking Table, and I uh, dialed up their website. Sweet Fancy Moses, mm-hmm. somebody is going to have to go there and bring this stuff to us. 
This looks really good. Oh, yeah, we got rid of the intern. Oh, I, I know, I know. We, we could probably call him. I don't know if Molly's left yet. Ooh, maybe it's still time. Almond croissants. I love a good croissant. I yeah. like an almond croissant. Those are good. Almond croissants are good. Uh, Meltaways. Ham and cheese. Uh, bread. Look, at them, look at them big giant cinnamon, roll, cinnamon rolls, about the size of sofa cushions. Uh, I bet you it smells like a Cinnabon in there. Oh, I know. That's so good. It, that looks, uh, it looks fantastic. So I don't know what they're... What they're doing with their business on the outside, uh, outside dining, but I'll be happy to go in and start to you know rummaging through this place this very quickly. Looks like some good southern cooking going yeah. on here. Yes. The, oh lordy, sweet tea brine fried chicken with pimento cheese and peach jam served on a biscuit. I like a good I don't biscuit. know about the peach jam, but I'd be willing to try it. I'm sure it's delicious. I'm mm-hmm. just not a big peach fan, but the the rest of it sounds fantastic. What in tarnation? A black-eyed pea and pinto bean cake with jalapeno and jam and tomato mayo served on a biscuit. I like that. You know, the uh, the biscuits, uh, I had that biscuits and porn last week while I was down. Oh, you got North. to go out? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it's chicken, egg, and cheese on a cheese biscuit. How was that? Surprisingly, no porn available. They've they've eliminated the porn? I didn't see it. You, they had Last time I was in there, they had a magazine rack, and it was like, and it wasn't even like porn. It was like Easy Rider magazine. It wasn't even like... Well, have you seen Easy Rider magazine? Why? Is it uh, full nudity in there? No, but you'll you'll see some uh, some topless women on a motorcycle. Yes, those are the bitches that fell off. That's the... Uh, that's the Remember the shirt that they had? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. read this, right, the right. bitch that fell off. Uh, the bitch fell off. You're not saying that in any uh, misogynistic way. You're just, you know, basically reiterating the whole purpose of the magazine. Well, they, they hold the shirts. The, the, yes. the Harley guys used to wear the... You don't see those too often anymore. They no. They used it's... to say, if you can read this, the bitch that fell off, and then the girlfriend would have the one that said, I'm the bitch that fell off. Yeah, the, the Me Too yeah. movement really, yeah. really killed really that one. It really killed that one. Yeah, it really bad. did. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it was... Uh, there was no uh, porn, like porn, in there. That guy's got it made down there. It's the hook. It's the idea that you have that in the title of the store. Well, remember when Dave Radner had uh, Dave's Soda in Pet City? Yeah. Some of those locations had a surprisingly low inventory of soda. Wow, that's surprising. I know. I mean, I mean, he had soda, but it's like you expect like fifty percent soda. Some only represented like ten percent of his business. Well, because he probably realized he was making more money selling pet stuff than he was selling, uh, what is it, knee-high or whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, this guy with yeah. the uh, the porn and biscuits, you yeah. know, probably thinking the same thing. He's yeah. like, listen, the porn yeah. may drag him in because they're listen. curious. But once they eat those biscuits, they're not going to want to even think about porn. This guy is making money. The most expensive biscuit is $3.50. A T-shirt is 25 There's more people coming in just grabbing a T-shirt and walking out the door without even trying the biscuits because they think that the shirt is cool because it says biscuits and porn on it. Yeah. I bought one. <laughs> you had to. I had to. I had to have the biscuit, too. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Much cooler and drier out there this morning. We have a beautiful day underway. We're going to see lots of sunshine this morning into the afternoon. It'll be warm but dry later on. T- 8.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Massachusetts State Police are investigating a deadly crash that took place on North Main Street in Belchertown Sunday night. According to spokesperson David Procopio, at around 8.45 p.m. on Sunday, a Mass State trooper was patrolling Route 202 South in Belchertown and attempted to stop a 2011 Nissan Altima. 
The driver sped away from the trooper, ran a red light at the intersection of Route 9, and then failed to make a left-bearing curve and went off the side of the road. Preliminary investigation states that the car struck a mulch bed and went airborne, then hit a rock wall, a large tree, and a light post before hitting the front end of a 2023 Jeep Wrangler that was parked in the driveway of 79 North Main Street. The Altima's engine was launched out of the engine compartment of the car and became airborne. The block went through the outside of the brick house at 73 North Main Street and landed on the second floor inside the house. This is a crazy picture. When you see it, you just go, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. Well, physics, that's how it happened. Yeah, unbelievable. The uh, driver was thrown from the car, and the car's front end uh, hit the outside of 79 North Main Street, a 2020 Buick Envision that was parked next to the Jeep, received damage during the crash. The driver of the Altima, a 19-year-old man, died in the accident, and identity is not being released at this time. No one else was in the car, and no one in the house was injured. Each of the neighbors described the crash as one of the loudest sounds they've ever heard. 22 News spoke to a couple that lives blocks away from the house that was hit, and they said they heard it loud enough to go outside and investigate. So a loud sound. It was kind of amazing, uh, actually. You could tell something serious had happened, said Mike uh, Forg of Belchertown. The uh, couple added that the speeding around the bend is a big issue, even with pedestrian crossing pedestrians crossing there. They have never seen an accident of this caliber, but they said there are plenty of close calls, especially when cars do try to uh, allow pedestrians to cross. The crash is being investigated by the State Police, Belchertown Barracks, State Police Collision Analysis and Reconstruction Section, State Police Crime Scene Services Unit, and the uh, Detective Unit for the Hampshire and Franklin Counties. What a, uh, quite the uh, damage uh, done by this. You know, I know these uh, these accident you know, reconstruction you know, guys yeah. you certainly know what they're doing, but if you if you just went up to that scene and you looked at what, had happened not just to the car but also to the house uh you really i mean that had to be really difficult to figure out the physics of how that you don't see situations like that right it's just it's it's amazing it's a Uh, horror it's a horrible story and you know we you know we we offer our sympathies to the uh to the family but my god what a what an amazing you know, result from that crash. You know, they're saying that uh, they found beer cans, a fake ID in the car. If this is an example to not drink and drive, I don't know what is. I mean, it, you know, people just keep continually to do that and get blackout drunk and and drive. And we see, we hear about it every week. There's always somebody getting creamed. People believe that they're okay when they're not, and you know when. When logic would dictate, you know, you know, getting a ride, a, a taxi, a Uber, a Lyft, whatever it could be, calling yeah. a friend, whatever, you know, people just assumed, oh, I'm not that drunk. I can drive. The uh, city of Chicopee has promoted at least two people and hired a third in an attempt to rebuild the Human Resources Department, which faded, faced criticism after city officials discovered it continued to pay health insurance premiums for employees and retirees after they quit or died. Oops. The city council is also considering a proposal to hire a second benefits coordinator at a salary of $52,000 after realizing uh, work to oversee all the health insurance premiums was too much for one person. It's no secret that we have one benefits coordinator who is handling the benefits for 4,100 employees and retirees, Mayor John View said. We uh, feel there has to be a second benefits coordinator. Well, which benefits coordinator do I talk to? 
The first one or the second one? It all depends who's giving the best benefits. The uh, city's human resource department was already struggling after years of staff turnover. When VIEW took over in January of 2020, the department was headed by the retired human resources director who was serving as a consultant. That arrangement stayed for at least a year due to COVID, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. In the fall, the city officials found that the department was not reconciling health and dental benefit premiums. This resulted in the city continuing to pay premiums for retirees and their dependents who had died or employees who had resigned and were no longer receiving insurance. Oh, that poor uh, poor Gill, he passed away, but his teeth were in fantastic shape when he died. Thanks <laughs> to the city of Chicopee. Oh, that guy had a great smile on him. City employees working with the insurance provider determined that dental benefits were paid to 54 people who were dead or ineligible to receive them over two or three years' time. <laughs> Health insurance benefits are still being studied, so the total loss has not been determined but we're talking about $150,000, or less than 1% of the $15 million budget. Stop. 1%. Drop in a bucket. Yeah. They're just numbers. Yeah. Well, yes, they are just numbers. I always wonder how like uh, that stuff happens. Is it just like it just falls by the wayside and people just don't, you're not vetting, you're not checking, you're not... I, recertifying I honestly, people. I honestly don't know how that happens. Because you, when you're talking about you know people who have died and have been dead for a, a good long time, and no one bothers to say, "Hey, I'm I'm getting all these checks, but uh, Grandpa's not si- able to sign them." Yeah. Uh, who's really at fault there? The recipient or the issuer? I think the issuer has a problem with that. Yeah, probably. A uh, $100,000 grant secured by State Senator John Velas will allow the Westfield Police Department to upgrade its gym. $100,000 for a gym membership? That's outrageous. Oh, yeah, that, Planet Fitness is only 10 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Replace the station's security doors and purchase new equipment for the police boat. Oh, that's different. For the boat. Gotcha. How often do they use the boat? I don't know. Not oh, very I guess, often. I, you know what? They do have Hampton Pond, so I guess they, they would have used that a lot. He's been uh, outstanding to the police department, said Captain Steve Dickinson, about the support Velas, uh, a Westfield Democrat, has provided to the force. Velas secured funding from the state's executive office of public safety and security as part of the state's coronavirus recovery fund. The city council received the notice of the grant at its August 17th meeting and referred it to the finance committee. Captain uh, Jerome Pitoniak said he reached out to Vila several months ago asking for some assistance to help upgrade some things to get by. He said referring police station facility uh, built in 1973 that has reached the end of its useful life. The city is trying to settle on a site to build a new police station. Once ground is broken, it can take up to three years to build a new one. With the realization that the department won't be moving anytime soon, Pitoniak said one of the first things they wanted to get done with the grant was replacing this uh, facility's security doors. All right, well, that's only uh, $20,000. Uh, what are you going to do with the $80,000? Oh, I could use some new dumbbells in the gym over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could we get some towels? Uh, yeah. You know, maybe uh, maybe free pizza on Tuesdays, bagels on Wednesdays, like you, they do at a Planet Fitness. You know uh, when a police officer has to identify themselves, like say they're you know entering a crime scene? Yeah. And uh, they have to, you know, you know police. They should also identify how much they can bench. Yeah. Police! Uh, everybody, hey, put your hands up. This is the police. Yeah. 250 pounds. Yeah. Deadlift. 
Yeah, when they come up and they, remember that guy, that, the one that retired that yelled at me through the window of the car? We kept calling him <laughs> Officer Macarena. Yeah, right. He was like, I don't know, like two months or he had a month left to go to his retirement and <laughs> he felt that I uh, put him in some sort of danger, and then he ran up to the car, and he's like, Officer uh, Macarena from the Marsfield Police Department, <laughs> I can bench press, I can lift 100 pounds right over my head. <laughs> Every cop should come with one of them big giant, you know, you know lifting, stra- lifting belts so they don't, you know, pop a... Yeah. Pop an intestine or something, or or you know they're uh they're, they're, you know these some of these buff cops are fighting off the badge bunnies and it's like excuse me ladies do you know where the weight room is because I do it's right inside that building over there yeah <laughs> come on do you want to spot me <laughs> <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of seventy nine tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 77. It is 60 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 in Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful day today. Sunny and a high of 79. Tomorrow, uh, even better. Sunny and a high of 77. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you can still take uh, make your nominations for the Hyundai uh, Salute to Heroes, but uh, time is wasting. Brian Hauser from Belize uh, Hyundai is in the studio. Good to see you, Brian. Thank you so much for having me today to get the word out. No, uh, when is the uh, the actual deadline? Like everything's got to be got to be in this Sunday at midnight. This is when we are uh, we're closing down the website. So please get uh, your nominations in. And I and I know we've uh, we've been hearing it uh, being promoted over and over again. But uh, just remind us what the Hyundai Salute to Heroes is about. Um, it's an opportunity for us to recognize somebody in the community that goes above and beyond. Um, to help others and, and give them a fantastic prize, a brand-new Hyundai 2024 Tucson. Brian, let me ask you this question. I don't know if any, anyone's ever asked you this. The deadline is Sunday at midnight. Let's say I make my nomination at 11.55, but then suddenly as I'm trying to send that email out or, or send that nomination, I get hit with a bunch of Windows updates. Am I screwed out of that, or or what is that? That's probably us sending you up. Uh, pop-up thing so you can oh. buy a car yeah that's yeah that's yeah i know that's the other thing isn't it well, well didn't you say uh, you'd give out your personal number to everybody and they could call you in case they have computer problems at 11 58 right oh yeah definitely but yeah, uh, my voice yeah, does yeah, get right. full quick right yeah so uh, they, so they uh they, they get the they get the vehicle and, and we talked about this before i think you guys did this last year when we, we had you and uh the, the 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 western mass hyundai dealers are chipping in for the uh the taxes and, uh, and and a few other things too. Yeah, we we, we take care of everything uh, down to the inspection sticker. Uh, we don't put gas. We get a full tank at a pro- point of purchase. But as far as your sales tax, your registration, the whole nine yards taken care of. And the other uh, fantastic part about this, you get a three year maintenance plan at no charge with the brand new Tucson. Well, that's that's, I, that's I th- good. I think that's great that you guys do the whole tax, the, the covering the taxes thing. Because how many times have you heard like somebody winning on a game show or they win? some kind of prize and they're like well you can't have the car because you don't have enough money to pay for the taxes i think that 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 is probably one of the the, the better things of this i mean that's how we buffalo time. people uh into winning any of our expensive prizes you know do you, they they get the bill like i didn't expect this well here you are taking care of it which is awesome yeah and, and the great thing is the past two winners have never had a brand new car 
So, really? Yes, it was so great that the the uh, first two winners wow. for the Salute to the Heroes never had a brand new car. So how bad would that have been? We give them a brand new car and say, hey, yo, it's two thousand dollars. Yeah. So it was fantastic to be able to uh, cover everything. Now, what what kind of uh, people are are being nominated? Um, we, we we got everybody. We got guidance counselors. We got coaches. Um, not last year's winner, um, Bob the Bike Man, did fantastic things to help out um, children with their pedal youth program. The year before that, we had a teacher from Westfield win. Um, who helped educate all their students when it comes on the opioid crisis. So um, people that don't get recognized all the time, nurses um, that are, they're putting 12-hour days in dealing with the, with the public as far as protecting people. You know, I hate to remind people that I once saved a Cumberland Farms from getting robbed, and uh, no one gave me any free uh, car, just coffee for a year. Not even a Slim Jim? Not even a Slim Jim. Well, just- a free coffee for a year is a pretty good deal. Is it, though? I think a brand-new Hyundai would be... Uh, well, that would have been better, yes. Will you write my 300-word uh, uh, nomination for me? Steve, that was almost 10 years ago. I'm still hanging on to it. <laughs> I'm still hanging on to it. But no, yeah, this, this is, a, in all seriousness, this is, a, this is a great thing for the community to recognize people who, who deserve to be recognized. Yeah, and the Republican, which is great, they put out um, all the stories. So they, they pick a, a good amount of stories to, to let people know, hey... Uh, my friend, my neighbor nominated. So that's a nice little way to tell people, hey, I think you're doing fantastic things. So how great to be able to portray that to people in the community. Now, okay. the the effort to sift through all of these nominations and whittle it down to a final winner, that takes a good deal of time. And I would have, I have to believe a, a hell of a lot of effort. How many people are involved in whittling that all down? Um, we usually pick uh, three local community members, um, so they have a good amount of time. The nomination um, will be selected as far as for the first week of October. Uh, that's what we're going to be announcing the winner. So they do have a good month to, to sift through everybody and see who's deserving a new car. And if uh, someone wanted to nominate somebody, what should they, where should they go? Um, they're going to go to HyundaiSaluteToHeroes.com. Um, you have to be 18 years or older um, to win the vehicle. Um, you have to live in Hamden, Hampshire, or um, Franklin Counties. And, again, 300 words or less, but make it count. We want to hear great stories. Yeah, think about your 300 words before you start to, you know, typing away. I would. That's what yeah, I would do. Absolutely. Especially if you wanted someone to actually win. Yeah, well, you have to you have to uh, describe them in a way yes. that would grab the attention of one of the judges that uh, that is going to be ju- judging. Now, I, I should point out, uh, before we let you go, uh, the correct spelling is N-A-G-L-E and B-A-X-E-N-D-A-L-E. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that right now. Just saying that. I'm just laying this that out there. Two heroes. We could we could split a car. <laughs> you just got a carpool on the way to work, though. Huh? You got a carpool on the work. If oh, you're that's there. all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can drive the Huntington, pick me up, and then come all the way back. <laughs> yeah, here, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's the sure. Huntington to Hyundai salute to hero. That's what it is. <laughs> good ring to it. They meant to call it that, but they had to change it. Again, you have until Sunday at midnight to make your uh, nomination, and Hyundai salute to heroes.com. Brian Hauser from uh, Belize Hyundai, good to see you. And thanks so much for getting the word out for no us. Problem. Absolutely. It's 855 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock is everywhere. Rock 102.